Round one, go. You know, we've been fighting this fight all year and it's coming to a close, but we still got a week to go. So here we go. This is Doug Bassler. And Marty McClendon, Doug and Marty versus the world. Of course, Doug's talking about 10 days till the election, till November 3rd, where the ballots are being counted. We know in Washington state, some things aren't final for another week after that, but still. You can't vote no more after about 10 more days. So here we go. Unless Make you're sure in Philadelphia <laughs> or some, some place. They're doing like That's three true. days after election day. It's like, just keep voting. Isn't that anticlimactic? Well, we need a thousand more votes. Get people Please in here. Please get out there. <laughs> <clears throat> I don't think actually that's what they're doing. I think they're actually saying, you know, for it to get in. And what we do that too. Yeah, you know, if we'll, it's postmarked by 8 p.m. on election night. However... Just a PSA for all of our listeners out there. You can't get postmarked past the time the postmark, uh, the post office will do it. So even though you put it in the post office box by eight o'clock, it will not be postmarked that night. So drop it off. Postmarked at, the next day. You got to go to a Dropbox. Yeah. You have to go to Dropbox on the, on the day of for sure, if not sooner. And if you want to postmark by the day of the election, it's probably like before four o'clock. So don't make that mistake. Many people do. Right. Yep, so, and not many people, but a few few people named Marty. Well, 2,000 people in the 2018 election in, in Tacoma alone made that mistake. So it's a lot of people. It may not be a lot compared to a whole county, but Were it's a lot of people. Were they kind of like Bill and Ted people or what? I don't know. I think it's just a, <laughs> a common sense mistake, but I, and don't make that mistake. This is a, a crucial election. And so, Doug, I know before critical. we get- Absolutely critical. critical. Yeah. Yes. You remember uh, about a year ago? Um, I can't remember Carson, last week. Ben Carson, the secretary, HUD uh, secretary, which we love Ben Carson, conservative, uh, brain surgeon, great guy. Anyway, he found all this like waste, fraud, and abuse for the HUD and able to find like a, like a half a billion dollars or whatever it was. It was, it was a lot of money um, that he found. And it's more than that. I can't remember the exact figure, but the liberals were giving him a bad time. Like, what are you doing? Right? Well, he's trying to clean up the mess. Just this week, Betsy DeVos, uh, Donald Trump's pick for the secretary, I mean, the, the public instruction, whatever the title is up there, um, for our education system, Department of Education overall. She said they did an audit of our public universities. And they found that $6.5 billion over the last five years uh, have, has gone unreported. So whenever you get money from other countries into our public education system, you're supposed to disclose it. Many of our colleges didn't disclose $6.5 billion coming from China and Qatar. So both not friendly with the US, you think about why would China spend billions of dollars with our public education system in the, in the colleges and them not disclose it? And why would Qatar, which is a, a Muslim country, right? Why would they invest in higher education in the U.S.? Unless there's an agenda involved with it. We always talk about sometimes these things are indoctrination centers. When you, when you actually have that kind of investment, it makes you start going, okay, maybe there's some truth what's going on. We have to clean this up. And so Betsy DeVos found it. It's been exposed. And now we have to do something about it, don't you think? What are you going to do? I six billion dollars i mean it's probably they probably already spent it you know how these college guys are they, well, probably, the bought, they probably bought paps blue ribbon beer with it or something what you have to do with 6.5 billion dollars though is like what did that buy them why did that buy china 
we know we'll talk about Hunter Biden in a second, but what did they buy China? It bought them access, it bought them a teaching, maybe soft on communism. When you think, oh, I have a dog barking out here. When I, you, there's who let the dogs out, right? Earth, 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 earth. That's cool. And it's not even my show. dog. Probably, it's my daughter's dog. Anyway, well, he's probably, think probably about this. a pretty good guess, though. <laughs> the access, right? So what it does is, is so these college professors don't come down hard on communism. They teach, oh, it's okay. It's another form. And you wonder why many of our college-educated kids are coming out and they're pro-communism, pro-socialism, that um, democratic socialism is okay, that China's not bad. When you see the NBA not, uh, like they know that's a big market, so they won't do anything to frustrate this country that does terrible things to its citizens. I, I see this as another way of opening up the um, fraud, abuse, the corruption, the fact that many of, of those um, we trust or to advocate for us are actually selling us down the river. And so I think this is a huge story. In, in the midst of all elections going on, in the midst of everything else, this is why Donald Trump is president. This is why who he appoints in his cabinets really matters. This is, you know, so. Are you sure, though, that this isn't just Russian disinformation, brother? <laughs> I know where you're going with that because. Well, I mean, it's everything that yeah. gets critical of, you know, the establishment is yes. all of a sudden is Russian disinformation. Well, you I think about Biden's the- all email whole thing. I mean, well, they've been on and on, right? This is. Russian dis- disinformation. Of course, they're not. They're not arguing the content of the email or that they're his emails. It's just like, oh, well, the Russians are the reason. Even I mean, this week, they came out and the Bidens will not deny that these are the true emails. They will not deny that there was actually a relationship where money was given between uh, Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, and China and Ukraine. They they don't care. And the Democrat Party and the media is doing everything they can to cover it up and say, nope, it's it's Russian disinformation. And yet the DNI chair, Ratcliffe, come out and said, no, this is not disinformation. We, uh, our intelligence communities, this is real. And yet this is what we're up against. We're up against the entire media machine, Twitter and Facebook, shutting down the story. Google not allowing you to think. Huh? Did you hear the DOJ has brought a antitrust, anti-monopoly lawsuit against Google this week? Mm-hmm, I did. That's cool. So maybe, maybe we can stop them from inhibiting the free flow of, I mean, I remember when you used to be able to Google stuff and you'd find all this like information you could like research. It's like mm-hmm. going to the library. Now you Google stuff, you find the information that's curated for you or yes. what you think you want or to try to dissuade you or persuade you. I mean, he who controls the flow of information has got, you know, there's some serious power there. You know, when you and I talked about the fact is when is Barr going to arrest somebody? When, when, when is justice going to be done? The more that's exposed about Hunter and, and Biden, this whole network and how dirty it is, uh, and then the left is trying so hard to cover it up, that this election, Donald Trump has to win, so this will come out. As you know, if for God knows, if uh, Biden gets elected with Kamala Harris, this is all covered up. This goes away. And the Mar- we've got to have accountability. And we know that obviously if Biden gets elected, it's going away. This whole thing is being exposed from Obama to Biden to his kids. And then how much this happens. You know, when you see the media covering this up, there's apparently this is what's done all the time. You have people in high power positions, especially in the U.S. Senate, that give favors um, done to them through their family. So their kids get um, these, these choice jobs they didn't, didn't qualify for. 
their wife gets hired by a certain company. And then, and then they have these, these behind the doors uh, deals. That's why you can buy a $50 million house or a $14 million house making $175,000 a year. This is not right. American people deserve better. They need to have accountability. And you and I need to go and help clean this thing up, don't you think? Uh, well, I don't know if we get in. Aren't you going to want to buy a $14 million house on a $175,000 right, salary, brother? brother? It's, it's not, not right. right. I know it's not right. It's just like, <laughs> you know uh, what they said, the founding fathers said about the Constitution of the United States. They said, this is only good for immoral people. This is only good to govern immoral people. A, and so an immoral people, our, our, our system is wholly inadequate to govern immoral people. You have to have, when you have immorality and you have crime and you have all this stuff that's going on and you're just going to let that people get away with it or whatever, you have to have increasing um, authoritarian power in order to keep mm -hmm. society together because society is going to want to disintegrate. And so, yeah, we need to be praying for a revival. We need to be praying for, you know, for God to move and we need to do our part and stand up for what's right. And um, I think people are kind of getting that place. I'm, I'm really hoping that, you know, a, a week from Tuesday, <laughs> we're mm -hmm. going to see some wins because Christians, you know, what, what do we have? Like 30 million uh, evangelical Christians that did not even vote last time in 2016. That's correct. Yeah. If, if, if half of them, well, they should all, I mean, if you're voting age, you're a Christian, come on. Are you kidding me? This is your country. Why would you give it away? You know, give it away to these guys. And uh, so, yeah, I, I, I think we might see um, high, high level people in orange jumpsuits, brother. What do you think? I think that law and order justice to, to actually have equal justice for all Americans. They need to people that have been uh, milking the fat calf uh, on, on the backs of the American people for too many years need to be exposed the systems being exposed for what it is and the people behind it, the, the, the Bidens, the Clintons, the you know, Obamas and whatever, and, and everybody else connected to this, whether it be the pedo gate, whether it be um, the, the children and the, the wives or the spouses of those in the office, or whether it be you know, the, the money be flooding in from foreign countries into our education system, they're being, we're being sold out. Our kids are being sold out to foreign interests and then the very first thing that everyone that gets elected swears to is to defend against enemies, foreign and domestic. When I when they're indoctrinating our you, kids, you actually have to it's an enemy. swear to that to run. Yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, I had to swear to that just to be a candidate. Do you swear to, you know? Yes. Protect the, and defend the Constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic. Exactly. You have to right. sign that, or you can't even be a candidate. Right. Yes. And yet you have people that have been elected that have taken the oath. And they're doing that. They're selling the interest of our kids. Il and Ilhan Omar, away. right? Mm -hmm. Classic example. Uh, and Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Classic example. People want to undermine it. I saw a, a tweet uh, a couple of days ago, and it, somebody had said, I, you know, I've been a Democrat, and I will reluctantly vote for Trump because you got to roll this thing back. Because they had put out that they wanted to get rid of the constitution and have a democracy that was not paper-based that didn't have a backing document. So in other words, just whichever the way the wind goes, that's the way we're going to go as a country. Mob rules. That's Venezuela, man. And you, Mob that, rules. It leans the only place that goes to is to tyranny. 
because it falls apart and you need something like Doug said earlier, a strong dictator type to come in and bring order, but it brings rule and poverty and misery. We don't want that. No way. Mm. I, you know, you, you read a, there was another nation years and years ago that had like a freedom like we have. And a lot, people don't realize that, but ancient Israel had freedom. But when you read the book of Judges, you see what happens when they turn away from God and then they, they get beat, they get, they get economic disaster, famines, you know, all this stuff happens. And then they turn and then God comes in and, you know, because he's nice and forgiving and all and saves them. And, you know, I'm just hoping <laughs> that we're into one of those chapters where Samson shows up, right? Or, or Elihu or some of these other judges, right, that, that can, can do it. Well, anyway, well, we we'll be back with more after this break. My name is Doug Bassler. And Marty McClendon, Doug and Marty versus the world. Hi, this is Doug Bassler, candidate for U.S. Congress in Washington's 9th Congressional District. We're facing some of the biggest challenges of our lifetime and possibly in our nation's history. It's more important now than ever that we all stand up for our Christian values and heritage. Our values have created freedom and liberty previously unseen in the world. And now what used to be fringe elements are becoming mainstream and are threatening our religious freedoms. I'm committed to fight for our First Amendment rights, really for all of our God-given rights, and to represent us faithfully in Washington, D.C., and I can use your help. Would you consider going to my website, dougbassler.com, and making a financial donation of any size? It will be greatly appreciated. I want to thank you in advance for all you do. I'm Doug Bassler, and I approve this message. For our government to work the way it was intended, citizens from all walks of life must volunteer to run for elected offices. But how do you begin? EasyPoliticalCampaigns.com can help. You'll receive expert help to navigate your campaign and communicate your message. From candidate filing to voters pamphlet statements, fundraising and social media, you'll find what you need to run an effective and affordable campaign. EasyPoliticalCampaigns.com. The road to victory starts here. All right, that's two bells. That's round two. Doug and Marty, versing world, world versing, world versing, something like that. <laughs> this is Doug Dassler and Marty McClendon. Welcome back. And of course, you know, Doug, in two days, I know we have ten days this election with no more chance for people to vote. So yeah. you have, still have a chance to register and to vote. By the way, for the, if you're listening and you haven't voted yet, you have to vote. Um, check out our website, check out um, Facebook, check out um, special idea with Tom Reed about voting on your ballot as well, On it seems to me. But in two days on Monday, which will be, you know what, nine to eight days away from the election, they're going to take a vote on ACB. On yeah, Amy, I was thinking we should Comey call it Amy Comey Barrett. Amy Comey Barrett Day, Monday the 26th, October 26th, a day that will live in the annals of history. I mean... I did see some of the confirmation, especially after you were so graciously sharing your insight on it on last week's program. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she schooled them. 
<laughs> yes, she is so good. She's bright. I mean, oh, she's bright. She's calm. I mean, the the fact that she's not using notes. I'm just I'm enamored with um her. And I wasn't at first. I didn't like. I didn't know what to expect. Or she's a good judge, whatever. Um, but yeah, yeah, uh, very she's a very charismatic good. Catholic. Obviously, she's going to be fine. Charismatic <laughs> Catholics, you know. So uh, they will vote to confirm her. Um, it looks like um, Mitt Romney is going to go against his religion and vote for a Catholic. There we go. What's interesting, you have um, Romney voting to confirm, which which is good. And you have Sass that says he still may not vote, which I don't understand. Um, but then Trump called him out and called him a little guy and not so good and a rhino, whatever. And then uh, I haven't heard about Murkowski. Have you uh, up in Alaska? I'm uh, not. No. But I know that we have a couple a couple Senator Buffer, plus we have um, Vice President Pence. So uh, ACB will be confirmed, but it'd be nice to be, have a, at least a unanimous Republican vote, wouldn't it? Come on. Yeah, it'd be great. We don't need the Lieutenant President jumping in there to break the tie, but I'm sure he'd be happy to do it. Yes. I, I think he's done that a few times. Uh, I, over I think the course, that yeah. we, I, I, I honestly believe that this, a lot of the issues unless we have an overwhelming landslide victory for president Trump, which of course I'm praying for and believing for, but if this thing gets to the court, this is a, this is very helpful now because I feel that she is fair and, and, you know, uh, not, you know, she's an impartial justice and that's tough because, you know, listening to Senator Cruz when he was uh, doing his part during the confirmation hearings, you know, there was four people that were willing to take away your second member. There was four justices that were willing to take away this. There was four justices. I was like, you know what? That's a powerful statement that we have four justices that aren't interested in impartially, ad, you know, administrating the constitution, but are looking to legislate from the bench. You know, the legislation from the bench that began probably what in the sixties with the, you know, throwing prayer out of school and things like that. And, and I think yeah. one of the things that really bothers me is when they say Roe v. Wade is the law of the land because the court cannot make law. No, it's, it's not. not the law of the land. It's a, it's a judicial decision, but it's not the quote law of the land. And so that's ignorance of our system. It's ignorance yes, it of is. civics. Well, it's uh, also an abdication of power from our, our legislative body. The Congress has given a lot more uh, power to the courts and the Congress needs to claw back, pull back some of that authority from the judicial and from the executive for that matter and do their job, you know, and that's something they haven't done for years, a balanced budget, you know, talk about terms. Um, but when the left now, they're trying to paint a picture that by appointing AC, by confirming ACB, that the the Obamacare healthcare is on the hook. That Roe v. Wade's on the hook. That um, on and on and on. And what the thing is is, you still have to bring a case to the Supreme Court. It still has to go through the system before they even accept it. It takes very few cases. And even if they overturn the ruling on these, it still goes back to the states. Now, I would love to eradicate abortion, uh, make it an absolutely you know because. I love life. We are pro-life. We believe God loves every child. We believe there's been a war on children. I get that. But even if Roe v. Wade is overturned at the Supreme Court, 
Washington state still has issues. It still has their um, state law that allows abortion. And so you have to fight at the state level as well. And so I don't know what this fear mongering is. The bottom line is, is a case has to go all the way up. And if they rule it's unconstitutional, then, then they are making the correct decision in my book, right? You know, but it's still, you have to change everywhere else too. So if you, if you have a decision and something is declared unconstitutional, it should apply to that law that was in, in that thing. And then you need to send that back to that state and say, you need to make that constitutional, right? Mm -hmm. Or whatever. You can't just declare a national, hey, guess what? All gay people get to get married because of this one law over here in some state, right? Yep. Obergefell, yep. yep. Whatever. So, or you can't just say, well, look, women's right to abortion cannot be abridged at all because of, you know, that type of a uh, situation. So what we need to do is kind of figure out um, how to get the court back into its lane, right? Mm -hmm. That's what I'm saying. Yep. Well, we saw it in this state too. And for those that not that long ago, we had the Hirsch decision where the Supreme Court was legislating from the bench about water rights that really did damage. We had to correct it. And then the uh, McClary about fully funding education that through the tune of $9 billion. So that's had no role. And then finding the legislature uh, thousands a day for not responding. So um, uh, clearly we have issues in our state as well and the Supreme Court not doing what they're supposed to. That's where the legislature has to be in charge. Right. And so that's, uh, I'm, I'm hoping that ACB uh, can be, can kind of bring that breath of fresh air back. Now, it's, you know, we, we still have, um, is it, uh, who is it? Uh, the, 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 uh, the justice that's the, the, the head justice, what's his name? God, Roberts. Yeah. John Roberts. Yeah, he's yeah. still a kind of a question mark, right? Well, he's definitely not something we can count on when it comes to being a conservative and siding with those that we believe in. Um, he may be still be a good justice, but I wouldn't put him in the, in the lane of a Kavanaugh or Gorsuch. And certainly ACB. not a tried and true conservative. And then we've had Kennedy who's gone a little off the rails a time or two as well. Right. Justice Kennedy. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, brother. So even though you have, you know, the thing about conservatives is we will go kind of like toward the middle and whatever the other side never does. Right. And so that's, that causes that, that gives me a little bit of a, you know, argh, makes me a little angry, but you know, we still want to do the right thing just because uh, we can commit voter fraud and win the election that way. doesn't mean we should, cause you know, the constitution was made for immoral people. Um, Speaking of moral people, it uh, looks like Jim Walsh is is here. He's joined us. The he, one and only Jim Walsh. <laughs> he, he's a state representative. I forget which district, though. The 19th. 19, Doug. 19. How, however. I remember when I was 19. It was awful. So I yeah. should easily remember the 19th. You have a memory that long? That's great. I love it. So, no, the 19th is funny. He's a hero, but I see Jim everywhere. I mean, literally statewide all the time. So uh, even though he represents the 19th, he represents the state of Washington as well in a very big way. So not saying anything about you, Jim, being big. Oh. I'm just saying a big way. <laughs> <laughs> bigly, bigly, Marty, bigly. Big, bigly, that's right. Bigly. There we go. bigly. Well, I'm sorry I was late getting on, guys, but I'm down in uh, Skamakaway in Wakayakum County, and uh, 
they just got uh, Wi-Fi out here like 15 minutes ago. So uh, it's uh, it's always a battle to get online when you're out in God's country. It's amazing because they just got electricity out there last week. So (laughs) they're moving quick now. (laughs) But it's beautiful down here on the Columbia River. I love it down here. It's a lovely place. Just one question, Jim. When do they get indoor plumbing? That's all right. All right. I'll do one or two. I'm not going to do three. It's a nice place. They have wonderful plumbing. They have excellent electricity. I was going to say, this was Doug Bastler saying that about, uh, come on, County. There goes my, there goes my hope of statewide election. (laughs) There you go. You'll have to get the other 38 counties. All right. Well, there we go. Those up to Marty. Marty wins lots of counties. So, um, what do you think? I mean, we got about a week to go and, you know, how's, how's it looking out there on the, in campaign land, Jim? Well, it's, it's interesting. It's very interesting. Uh, I mean, I guess I'll start at the top statewide. Uh, Lauren Colt definitely outperformed expectations in the one debate for the governor's race that they had. I would agree with that. And uh, it's still going to be tough because you know, the incumbent's been in there for a while and he's got the high name ID. But uh, I think that Culp could surprise people. It, it won't be only that he's outperformed. It, it, the better he does is because Inslee is underperforming. Uh, it, it's kind of been interesting to watch Jay Inslee run for governor again. It doesn't look like he enjoys the process at all. And, uh, you know, I'm not even sure why the fellow's running for a third term. I, you know, he, he clearly wanted to be president. He didn't really want to be governor. He, he's not good at being governor. And uh, I guess it's what he's got. It's what's available. So Could you imagine though, if Jay Inslee was the president of the United States. Well, I mean, no. And obviously no one else could imagine it either <laughs> since he didn't even get 1% of the Democrat side. Um, no, he's uh, he's not a competent executive, Doug. He's not a competent executive. And which we've uh, known and, that, but that through this COVID and whatever, it seems like he's relished in this uh, power, this authority, whatever it may be. But you're right on the debate and his campaign. You, you've seen someone who basically is barely showing up. And then we saw this week alone, prior to this weekend, uh, a $2 million TV ad buy by the Inslee campaign um, saying, like, isn't that a little bit late? I mean, literally, we're 10 days out from the, the election. Clearly, well, there must be numbers, right? Yeah, I mean, they're seeing numbers they don't like. And remember, in the primary, the incumbent governor got 50.1. Not 51%, 50.1. He barely got over 50%. So he is not coming from a strong position. Well, I that's that's good news. So we've got it. it we've got a shot. We're going to talk with uh, a little bit more with our good friend Jim Walsh, state representative from the 19th. I can be taught after the break. <laughs> when you want to take your business to the next level, nothing drives traffic and increases sales like TV advertising. And EasyTVSpots.com is your best choice for high quality, effective TV ads. Contact us today to learn how easy it is to reach thousands of your ideal prospects with targeted, addressable TV. Grow your sales, revenue, and profit the easy way with EasyTVSpots.com. Broadcast, cable, and online TV made easy. Hey, everybody. This is Doug Bassler. And Marty McClendon from Doug and Marty vs. the World. Heard all across the state on the ACN Network. 
Marty, I heard that, uh, what is it, 40% of uh, Christians are not even registered to vote? According to Barna, almost 50% of Christians aren't registered to vote. And then out of that, only about half of those actually cast a vote in most elections. You know, I think it's our responsibility as Christian citizens of America that we should vote. What difference does it make if Christians vote? Well, the difference is it's huge. If Christians vote and get engaged and you bring your conversation, salt and light to the conversation, when we don't, there's a void, right? What happens to a void? It's filled. So what we have is what we have now, gender craziness, uh, attack on marriage, attack on our First Amendment rights. All these things happen. The things we complain about is because we're not engaged. So, you know, now in Washington State, you can literally register right up to the day of the election. You can do same day registration. So if you're a Christian and you haven't voted, now's your chance. Get in there and vote. Smart business people know that nothing sells like video. And EasyVideoProduction.com is your best choice for high-quality video production done right. You'll love EasyVideoProduction.com's professionalism, creativity, and skill for your corporate video, product video, TV commercial, and more. When you need video for Facebook, YouTube, websites, or TV, EasyVideoProduction.com is the one to call. EasyVideoProduction.com, your video done right. All right, three bells and all is well. It's round three. Doug and Marty taking on the world like we do every Saturday. We're so glad you're with us. Uh, yes, it's amazing to me that, uh, you know, we get the privilege of doing this every week. Marty. I agree. This is Marty McClendon. And our, we today we had to call in reinforcements, though. When we're talking about statewide elections, talking about 10 days out, we brought in someone who could really give us a help. So, Jim Walsh, welcome back to the show. Representative from the 19th. He's out there in Waukeacum County tonight. Um, and we're talking, this is a Saturday show, Jim. So you started off talking about how Lauren Coble's overperforming and uh, Jay Inslee, a really bad governor, was underperforming. And we have a shot. So uh, take it from there. I believe we do. I believe we do. Um, you know, the, the polls that you see on some of the local news stations and some of the, the state media, they tend to oversample uh, Seattle and King County. And they have got the reasons, you know, the justifications for doing that. But those polls, they're like the polls at the federal level. They're not reliable because they're oversampling certain areas of the state that favor, in this case, the incumbent governor, Inslee. Uh, there are other polls out there that don't get as much publicity that show the race is very tight and especially tighter after that, that debate uh, a couple of weeks ago. So uh, I think that while you have to acknowledge that the incumbent has advantages of name recognition and, and just the, the power of incumbency, that this is a race that the challenger Culp could win. It, uh, it's not going to be a blowout. It's not going to be a landslide. And then that points to the next interesting uh, race, which is the, the race for the lieutenant governor, where, uh, and Marty will appreciate this with his write-in race for Congress, we have a write-in race, of course, for lieutenant governor, where uh, uh, Joshua Freed is running a very competent, well-organized write-in campaign for lieutenant governor. I and see a signs uh, around my neighborhood. That's pretty nice. It, I mean, write-ins are always tough because your name isn't on the ballot, but he doesn't need 51% Freed. All that Freed needs well, mathematically, he could win the thing because it's a three-way race with as little as 34%. Truth is, he probably would need high 30s or 40% to win. 
But that is something he could get. He doesn't need 51%. And even Democrats will acknowledge that the conservative base vote in the state is about 42%. So if, if, know, uh, if we can get 42, he could win. Earlier in the year, they said that the um, statewide standard R vote would have been 42%. This year, could have been as high as 45%. So we had a write-in type thing. That bodes really well, especially in a year of, of when you're going for a third-term governor, shutdowns, businesses are hurting, a nationwide perspective. You're right. And so, you know, pushing for a 35, 38, or 39% should be very doable for Josh Freed. So, well, and you also have the Trump effect, right? You have the people that don't, you know, vote regularly. They're not junkies like, like us, political people, but hey, they're going to come out and vote for the president. And that might trickle down to, to Freed's race. That's true. Yeah. And so that's an interesting one. And then under that, you've got Matt Larkin, Larkin, who's running against Bob Ferguson, the incumbent state attorney general. And uh, Ferguson's just had a horrible couple of weeks. Uh, the $30 car tabs loss at the state Supreme Court is a loss that sits right on Ferguson's head. He lost that case. And he lost it doubly because it was his office that had initially written the title of the initiative for $30 car tabs, as it does for all initiatives. The state attorney general's office writes the titles to initiatives. Um, mm -hmm. And... Uh, so, so he, he, you know, he wrote a bad title for the initiative, and then he lost the case at the Supreme Court. So Ferguson had a terrible time with $30 car tabs, and I think voters in the state may hold him accountable for those losses. You know, the fellow struts around like a little uh, blue jay or something, mm -hmm. bragging all the time about his awesome winning record in the courts. His win record in the courts is not that good. And he particularly loses critical cases like the $30 car tabs case. So Ferguson's the classic case, like in sports, of the baseball team that has an amazing record in the regular season and then loses in the first round of the playoffs. That's Bob Ferguson. He's he, you know, he he shines when it doesn't matter. He's the, you know, and then it, when it when the pressure's on, he fails, he loses. You know, he He's the opposite of clutch, whatever the opposite of clutch is. It's called choking. Yes. Yeah. Choking. There we go. All right. Very good. You're right. Marty does that sportsy thing. So the sportsy thing. I do that sportsy thing. That's Actually, right. Actually, he knows choke from personal experience. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I, I hang out Sorry, with you, Marty. man. It takes a lot I of effort. I can resist it. <laughs> but Larkin could, if there's enough dissatisfaction with Ferguson, you know, all his posturing lawsuits against Trump, uh, and, and but particularly this boneheaded loss over $30 car tabs. If the people are angry enough about that, Larkin could uh, could make a dent into Ferguson's numbers and could win that thing. Um, now, yeah, I, I, I just got to say, of course, we said this before, and Jim, you would agree with me. I know Doug would, too, when he's not being silly, that both Josh Freed and Matt Larkin are two stand-up, solid gentlemen that would be great at lieutenant governor and great at attorney general. It wouldn't be like just get vote against Inslee or not Inslee, but against, you know, the offices or against Ferguson. These guys would be good on their own. Uh, but in addition to being uh, against Ferguson, right? And, and they want the job. Yes. Ferguson doesn't want to be a state attorney general. He wants to be governor. And that may never happen at this point. But uh, I don't think Ferguson wants the job, just as I'm not sure Inslee wants the job. The thing about the candidates, the conservative stripe in this race and this cycle is they want the jobs. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, the, the, 
the incumbent leftists, they all seem to be kind of burned out. They all seem to be, you know, at the end of their terms, at the end of their time. Yeah, the scuttlebutt uh, I've heard on uh, Inslee is that he just wants it, you know, because he thinks Biden's going to get elected and he gets some appointment in the White House or something. Yeah, Secretary of the Interior, head of the EPA. That's the rumor. And he beat a fast path out of here, which let's go back to that lieutenant governor race for a second. As you guys know, Denny Heck, the former congressman, surprised a lot of people by getting into that race. And I think this, his being in that race for lieutenant governor has an effect on attorney general and the commissioner of public lands, another statewide race that's happening right now, because the state attorney general and the woman who's the head of the Commissioner of Public Lands, a woman by the name of Hillary Franz, they both were angling to be the next governor. And by running for Lieutenant Governor, Denny Heck, who's a more popular, more moderate uh, Democrat, has kind of jumped in front of Ferguson and Franz to be the, the Democrat most likely to take over and would literally, if Inslee were to be reelected and then leave to be in part of a Biden administration or if Trump is reelected, uh, the rumor is that Inslee will c- try to put pressure on Patty Murray to retire from the U.S. Senate, and then Inslee will run for the U.S. Senate. That uh, seat comes up in 2022. So either way, Inslee would be a short timer, and then heck would be the heir apparent for governor, jumping in front of both Ferguson and Franz. And what that is, is that's the Democrat establishment in Seattle and Olympia who've convinced Heck to do this because he had retired. When he retired from the Congress, he said he was getting out of politics. They convinced him to jump in for lieutenant governor because they don't think Ferguson or Franz would be electable or would be uh, effective if they were elected as governor. So that's a big blow to both of those races. Now, uh, Hillary Franz is running again for re-election as commissioner of public lands. And, uh, you know, she's a lawyer and kind of a environmental ambulance chaser is probably what you'd call her background. Uh, and uh, she's running against an actual biologist, a wildlife biologist, and the person of a woman named uh, Sue Peterson. So, uh, you know, again, the incumbent has a lot of advantages, but here we have this kind of shady lawyer versus an actual biologist. And I'd rather see a biologist and head of uh, public lands. But uh, we'll see how that race goes, too. Uh, and then so, uh, probably the final statewide to, uh, that's getting a lot of attention is, uh, of course, superintendent of public instruction. Yes. Uh, the incumbent Reichdahl was one of the co-authors of that terrible comprehensive sexual education bill that is probably going to go down to defeat uh, as part of Referendum 90. Uh, Reichdahl is the incumbent, and he's being challenged by a young woman called uh, Maya Espinoza who uh, is a very promising up-and-coming politician uh, of the conservative stripe here in Washington. So it'd be great to see Espinoza get into that, get in that position and get rid of Reichdahl. Now, I know we're coming up on a break here too, but we've got to talk about Chris Leba. I think Chris Leba has to be Pat McCarthy. I know it's a tough race, but uh, Pat McCarthy's uh, another one of those just kind of got in. She kind of feels like an Inslee to me, like I'll just do it uh, because it's another job in the government. Whereas Chris Leba actually wants the job to actually clean things up. What do you say, Jim? Exactly. You know, Chris Leba is a, uh, he's an investigator with the King County Sheriff's Department, right? He's, he's got a background 
in this, mm-hmm. you know, auditing and now. figuring yeah. stuff out. Yeah. And he's got the right attitude. He's sort of a muckraker, like in the old, uh, you know, pamphleteer sense at the founding of the nation. He, he's got a good nose for finding trouble. And that's what you want in a state auditor. You want someone who can sniff out where the mischief is going on and go in there and shine a light on it and, and knock it out. And so I think he is attitudinally, Leba, very well suited to be uh, the state auditor. And as you said at the start, Marty, the current auditor, a woman by the name of McCarthy, is uh, just a kind of bureaucrat and an off, you know, placeholder type. Um, she's not a very effective auditor. And there, there are statutory audit, audits that, are, that have to be done that Pat McCarthy's not getting done. For example, yeah. the audit of the, the unemployment computer system that uh, we lost all yeah this. i mean she's a she's a there, there's no kind way to say it i mean she's a political hack and she's yeah. a she we're gonna you know, be back uh with more with representative walsh after the break this is doug bassler and marty mcclendon is there somewhere but we'll be back for our government to work the way it was intended citizens from all walks of life must volunteer to run for elected offices but how do you begin? EasyPoliticalCampaigns.com can help. You'll receive expert help to navigate your campaign and communicate your message. From candidate filing to voters' pamphlet statements, fundraising, and social media, you'll find what you need to run an effective and affordable campaign. EasyPoliticalCampaigns.com. The road to victory starts here. Hey everybody, this is Doug Bassler. And Marty McClendon from Doug and Marty vs. the World. Heard all across the state on the ACN Network. Marty, I heard that, uh, what is it, 40% of uh, Christians are not even registered to vote? According to Barna, almost 50% of Christians aren't registered to vote. And then out of that, only about half of those actually cast a vote in most elections. You know, I think it's our responsibility as Christian citizens of America that we should vote. What difference does it make if Christians vote? Well, the difference is it's huge. If Christians vote and get engaged and you bring your conversation, salt and light to the conversation, when we don't, there's a void, right? What happens to a void? It's filled. So what we have is what we have now, gender craziness, uh, attack on marriage, attack on our First Amendment rights. All these things happen. The things we complain about is because we're not engaged. So, you know, now in Washington State, you can literally register right up to the day of the election. You can do same-day registration. So if you're a Christian and you haven't voted, now's your chance. Get in there and vote. When you want to take your business to the next level, nothing drives traffic and increases sales like TV advertising. And EasyTVSpots.com is your best choice for high quality, effective TV ads. Contact us today to learn how easy it is to reach thousands of your ideal prospects with targeted, addressable TV. Grow your sales, revenue, and profit the easy way with EasyTVSpots.com. Broadcast, cable, and online TV made easy. Well, there it is, the saddest sound in radio, fourth and final round of Doug and Marty versus the world. I know your morning. It's like, oh, no, this show can't end. Well, we've got another 10 minutes. And, uh, you know, and a couple of smart guys uh, with us today, and, and I'm here, too. So there, there we go. You know, Comic relief. And, uh, we've got uh, two smart guys and Doug. It's great. And a falsely so, modest guy. Jim, exactly right. Jim Walsh <laughs> and, and Marty McClendon and Doug. And you can see, you can see the Liberty Mutual, the Liberty Mutual ads, right? With Limu, Emu, and Doug. I'm like, right. yeah, that's right. I get it. And Doug. So, well, you know, he's the star of the show. So there but you now go, the so. show is Anne Marty, right? And Marty. Because it's right. Doug and Marty. 
So Limu, Umu, and Marty. So we're, we've been talking to Jim Wall. She's state representative over the 19th district. People are like, what is what we doing? do every Saturday. We just <laughs> ramble and people like the show. It's just the weirdest thing I've ever seen. I actually was talking to my teenage daughter a couple of days ago, Marty, and she was like, I think I could do radio. I'm like, really? <laughs> are you that dumb? No, it's the She's seen us do it. She's like, if you guys can do it, if, I can if do those it. goofballs can do radio, I can do it. I like, I will listen to that show. Any rate, one other statewide office. Well, there's two. Uh, of course, Secretary of State Kim Wyman uh, wanting her to be reelected uh, for some reason, and um, Dwayne Davidson, who we definitely want to see uh, reelected for many reasons. Yeah. Kim Wyman has been a great Secretary of State for a, a couple of terms now. Um, she's very steady, has been very good at keeping our elections in the state secure and, and trustworthy. She's kind of been targeted by a national group affiliated with George Soros that is focusing on state election officials in most states, that's called the State Secretary of State, uh, all around the country. And uh, because Kim has been a, a moderate and a, and a middle of the road effective Secretary of State, they've targeted her particularly. And they're running another kind of career, uh, former legislator, kind of left-wing apparatchik uh, against Kim. And that would, be a, that would be a bad deal for the people of Washington. Kim Wyman is a good Secretary of State. Um, and then uh, you mentioned Doug, uh, uh, Dwayne uh, Davidson. And Dwayne Davidson kind of shocked the world four years ago, a Republican elected to, to state treasurer. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's done great things for the state. The, the main metric of a state treasurer is how's the state's credit rating. And the state's credit rating, Washington's credit rating, which was already pretty good, has gone up and actually gotten to the highest level it can be under uh, Davidson's four years as uh, treasurer. So to me, that's the whole argument. The state's credit rating is in better shape than it was, and Dwayne Davidson should be reelected. He's fantastic. He's a friend, of course. Um, but the fact is, they're even doing education modules for homeschoolers and on his website and just teaching people financial principles, even. I think it's fantastic. You can do so much more. I think he deserves another election. But to your point, Jim, we had uh, Kim Wyman being the only Republican uh, statewide office holder on the West Coast. Then you have Kim and Dwayne. And I'm, we're praying that this election is Kim, Wayne, Lauren, Matt, and all down the board. It's time to for a full sale change, if you ask me. So obviously, the only way that happens is when people turn out to vote, when they tell their neighbors to not vote. There are a lot of people that just don't vote still. This election is going to be a record turnout. It wasn't a primary. It's going to be in the general as well. well several years ago, we had a really um, uh, unpopular president with the Democrats named Ronald Reagan. And when he was running for re-election in 1984, that was a, a huge landslide victory, right? And Washington State actually did flip red at that time. Do you, Jim, what do you think? We got a shot with that with President Trump? I, I don't know. I mean, Trump has been, you know, he, he's done some shout outs to Washington, but I don't think it's a focus of his re-election campaign. Um, I think we've got more opportunity to swing the statewides and maybe grab a maybe grab a Congress seat or two, including in the 10th. Uh, Marty's right in there, maybe in the 8th. Uh, there are a couple of Congress seats we might grab. Um, you know, the federal race, I, I think the president's going to be reelected, but mm -hmm. uh, I, I don't think he's made Washington a priority. 
So Jim, I have two questions for you. Oh, the one is you've been statewide. I, I've I joked about it, but I have seen you everywhere. So you've seen how the races are going at the local level, at the legislative level. You know, what is your feel, first of all, for those races, uh, being on the ground and talking to people as far as like fundraising and getting the vote out and so forth? And and the, uh, I forgot the second one, so just ask, answer that one. <laughs> I think that the funds are up and I... And with that, Jim froze. And Jim froze. You know, technology's a wonderful thing. Um, I like what he started start off with funds are up. I, you know, I, I think uh, having Jim's perspective is, it's so great. And, you know, while we're waiting for him to like reconnect mm -hmm. and get back on here with us, um, you know, I just want to say this, it's really, it's up to us. You know, we've got to send those ballots in, Marty. We've got to get that, you know, we've got to get those things done. Um, we still have time if you want to make phone calls, if you want to volunteer, mm -hmm. if you want to talk to your neighbors and say, hey, um, you know, come on, let's let's vote for Republicans this year. Yep. And I spoke at events last Saturday, Doug, to your point, and I said to the crowd, I said, this feels like the night before the big game. It feels like in the air the night before the battle. But the key there is, is we can win this. We're going to win this if we do our part. And that really is whenever we have this, this hesitancy to get involved, we can't do it anymore. There's too much at stake. We've got to show up. We've got to call our friends. You know, when we normally would just cast a ballot even, tell 10 friends, tell 100 friends. That's how important this election is. So. Yeah, you know, and I, I've said this in the past, but I, I think the devil, what he's trying to get from Christians is a delay of game, you know, a, a procrastination, you know, put this thing off. Don't you know, you know, you got time, you know, you don't have to get involved. You have to do this. You know, it's, it's this excuse-itis, right? Remember uh, the parable where the, of the banquet where the guy says, Hey, come on in, you know, the feast is ready and all that. And people are like, well, I got to work. You know, I, I got this land. I got to, I got to go look at this, this investment property, whatever. Right. It's, it's that kind of thing. And um, it, it made that guy angry. And I think, you know, Jesus was telling that story about, about us, you know, when are we going to, when are we going to serve him, you know, and we can serve him at the ballot, you know, the other party is the party of death, bro. They're the party, mm -hmm. they, the party of abortion, the party of euthanasia, the party of, of, you know, uh, perversion and all this stuff. And, 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 you know, we need to stop them and we have an opportunity every election day to stop them. I, I couldn't agree more at this point in time when it's been exposed at every level, you can't be surprised. This really is a choice between a godly nation that chooses to be free and have have choice and protect life and do whatever versus uh, racist, um, uh, killing, um, angry, mobs, riots, you name it. It's like, we don't want that. That is not the America we want to leave for our kids and grandkids. So to your point, it, it is, our listeners know this, and the other question I wanted to ask Jim, which you could answer it instead if Jim didn't come back, and I know technology and so forth, is we see this um, at different times. We've had it in our Republican Party as well, but there is this internal battle in the Democrat Party right now. The openly uh, socialist, communist move hard to the left, and those that are probably almost there, but don't want to admit it or don't want to come out publicly and say it like the Bidens of the world, the, what they call the moderates, but they're still for abortion, for, you know, um, uh, healthcare for all, still for open borders. So it's basically the same policies, but they, there's an internal battle on who's going to win. 
I think that helps us because it's exposing them for what they really are. Don't you think? Yeah. And you know how quickly we forget, right? The news cycle moves on. So much is going on. History is moving so rapidly. You know, we used to have one or two like big events, like we'd have a hurricane Katrina or something like that. And that'd be like the big event of the year, but we've had so many big events this year that, you know, with the shutdown, with the election, with the riots, you know, the, the BLM, the defund the police. I mean, it's like, you know, wham, wham, wham. And, you know, right now it's like they've all calmed it, calmed their little selves down. Right. You're not hearing about Portland. I'm mean, probably still going on, but you're not hearing about it. Like the news, right. Right. Everything's calmed down. Like, okay, okay. Everything's fine. So now we can just go ahead and vote for Biden. Cause we're, we're all good. And maybe he's gonna be more calm than, uh, you know, the, the current occupant of the office. Uh, but I don't think so, you know, and, and uh, I think we've got, I think we've got a, look at that but also i want to see christians everywhere start to find people that can do this gig that can do the political thing and start yes. helping them to get trained get equipped how do you stand for uh morality in a political office how do you do that how do you how can you uh you know be a, a wilberforce right how can you be that person you know, we do have wounds and we do have divisions in the nation. And there's a, there's, it's like the devil strategy or the strategy of the Democratic Party is to find that the hurts and the work, you know, who wants to be judged on their worst day, right? Nobody. We, yeah. And it's like, that's what we're doing to America and to each other. Like we're judging everybody by their absolute worst day. The day they had a flat and they, you know, got up late and they, you know, they're, they, they're maybe they're sick or whatever and they're cranky. And now that's the kind of person that, you know, and I've, I've seen that with people where that, well, I don't like that person because when I met him, blah, blah, blah. And I'm thinking, you know, did you really get a chance to know him? Maybe they had a bad day. Maybe, you know, who knows what, what phone call they just hung up. Right. Think about mm -hmm. it. And so um, we need to start looking at, you know, whatever's faithful, whatever's true, whatever's just, whatever's lovely. We need to start to, to encourage that in each other you know, to look at, uh, look at that and, and, and come at that from that perspective. Now, I had a, I had a couple of debates last week with uh, Adam Smith, the sitting congressman in the ninth congressional district. And, you know, I was like, hey, you know, they're like, well, if you're, you know, against a woman's right to choose or whatever is what. And I go, well, that's a loaded question. I kind of laugh. I go, everybody has the right to choose, but choices have consequences. And when, you know, when Roe v. Wade was passed, in the early 70s, we didn't have the technology that where now we can see a baby recoiling from the instrument that's trying to kill them. That's mm -hmm. a little human in there. Does anybody speak for them? I want to speak for them. And, you know, and they can't argue with that, Marty. No. They can't argue with that. And as much as they didn't want to like me, they kind of had to like me. And, you know, we don't have, you know, we can disagree without being disagreeable, but we still want to stand on principle. Mm -hmm. And... You know, and you were saying other, earlier, if, if you want to see this ugly mess not be so ugly, it's when it takes you being a salt and light engaged to make it change. You know, it won't change by leaving it alone. It gets worse. Mm -hmm. So we have to engage as a body, as people to say, you know what? I'm getting in and getting into the dirty mess to help clean it up. Right? Be part of the yeah. solution. And if we could raise up people in all aspects, you know, we find those media people and we train them 
and we show them how to be Christians and to be disciples in media. We find those teachers that are just geared at teaching the kids and, and they just love that. We find those pastors and stuff like we, we train the only ones we train is like pastors and missionaries. Do we train the business people? Do we, do we train the people that are in, in the news? Do we train the people that are in the political area and do we love them and help them? And, you know, we, we, we're kind of guilty, right? We just write it off. Oh, well, they're in politics. How can you tell when a politician's lying? Well, you know, I've said the joke a hundred times, right? His lips are moving, right? Well, that's not true because all politicians don't lie all the time. But we want to train people how to be truthful and how to how to do this. But anyway, that's it. That's it for the day. I think we better wrap it up and go home. <laughs> God bless you guys. We'll see this, you next week. This is Marty McClendon, Doug and Marty and Doug Bassett. Bye-bye. Okay. So-